Last night, we saw the regular season finale between the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators. Unfortunately, it did not fall the Stars' way, but there's a lot that they could have done to have the final score end in their favor. We'll talk about all of it on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credentialed member of the Stars Media, coming to you on this Wednesday, March 9th. Thank you guys for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars, for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. Be sure to also rate and review if you like what you hear, but without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business talking about the game last night that was between the Stars and Predators for the last time this regular season. These two faded division rivals, uh, always intense and heated and physical when these teams get together. And it very much was that kind of game last night in Music City. I believe 63 combined hits between both teams, several instances where Players left their feet and flew into the boards. Scuffles that resulted in not, not actually any major fighting penalties, but a few minor penalties handed out here and there and some players sent to the box. Not a whole lot of penalty minutes logged for either team. I think only three power play opportunities between the two squads on Tuesday night. But overall, still a all-time classic uh, Stars-Nashville Predators matchup. When you look at the criteria for that list, and we we pretty much got everything you could expect and want out of that game. Low scoring, lots of hits, high energy, and it felt like a game that very much could have ended with a 1-0 to zero score, which is what I thought we might could have seen once the Stars scored 32 seconds into the third period. John Klingberg drills a deep shot from the blue line, which was almost really shocking to see uh, because we haven't seen very many defensemen score this season in general for the Stars, and when we do, they typically aren't doing it from the top of the offensive zone, and especially John Klingberg. Very few of those shots for him have gone in. Actually, none of those have really gone in this season. As only go before this, an overtime game winner against Chicago that was a little bit closer to the net out on the wing. This one, it looked like it might have deflected off Denis Gurionov, uh, but it did not. This goal still, at the time of recording this, credited to John Klingberg. And this was just one of those moments where Nashville couldn't really get anything going offensively. The stars outside of that play from John were struggling to get things going offensively. So at least in my mind, I thought if this game continues to go the way that it has, if the stars continue to play the way that they have up to this point, there's no reason why they can't leave Nashville with the win. But then they changed the way that they played. And it, it just doesn't make that much sense to me. It seems like the life was sucked out of the Bridgestone Arena that the Stars had an opportunity to pounce on this Predators team, at least even if they weren't able to score another goal, I think that that would have been understandable. But to, you know, you took you not continue to keep the pressure up uh, and make Nashville work for their opportunities 
it's just befuddling to me. And I feel like it's something that we see the stars do more often than not, where they get in these situations where they get these late game leads and not even big leads. I mean, we saw it on Sunday against Minnesota with the big lead, but they were pulling a player. Uh, they were pulling a goalie and adding a player with seven minutes left in the game. That's a little bit of a different situation, but still nonetheless, they let Minnesota cut down a three goal lead to a one goal lead, which probably shouldn't have happened. Uh, they were able to correct that and build it back up. But still, nonetheless, I feel like too close for comfort in that situation. And we saw it in Nashville again last night. The Stars take their 1-0 lead. And it almost seems like Rick Bonus and the coaching staff were like, all right, we've done what we're supposed to do. And now we can just kind of run out the clock. And this isn't football or, you know, another sport, I guess, like basketball. I guess you can run the clock out a little bit. But this isn't one of those things where you try to kill the clock as quick as you can without really trying to gain any kind of progress. I mean, this is a similar situation to a football game. If you have a seven, you know, seven point lead, 10 minutes left on the clock, you don't just kneel the ball right there with 10, 10 minutes left because your opponent's still going to have what eight and a half minutes with the ball left at the very least. Um, so I just feel like that's what the stars were doing. Uh, they were just giving up way too early. They said, we have our goal. Who cares if there's 17 minutes left in this game? We're just going to let the clock run out and hope that Nashville isn't able to score. But we know that this Nashville team can score. And when given the opportunities that Dallas was presenting them, it's really no wonder why they were able to connect twice before the end of regulation. And that's really the frustrating part is, you know, it's one thing to give up that first goal. You let them tie it and then you you need to revert back to what you were doing. But they didn't. And then Nashville scores again with the, a little over a minute in regulation. Game ends. You get nothing out of this game. I thought, OK, maybe we get at least a point. We're tied with Nashville in the standings, tied with them in points we get something similar to our last road trip to Nashville where the stars came out in an extra time loss. It was like, Hey, not the ideal result, but we got a point. Something was gained from this. Nothing was gained from this game. And it's just due to the coaching staff's inability to keep the pressure up. Once they have leads, who do you think you are with a one goal lead in the NHL? Not just the Dallas stars, any team that's nothing. I mean, it's a lead, but not something you can just play lightly with for 18 minutes for pretty much an entire period. I understand you don't want to make a mistake and get burned. You don't want to look dumb and, you know, make a really stupid childish mistake that allows a team to get back into a game. But also you have to play at least a little bit aggressive and maybe take some opportunities to maybe attempt to build the lead, to double the lead, maybe even triple the lead. And we just didn't see that from the stars team at all last night. It really just seemed like once they got their goal, they were just hoping that the clock would trickle down and trickle down Jake Ottinger would continue to do Jake Ottinger things, which that's also just selfish as a team uh, to assume your goalie is just going to make stop after stop, which I don't think that's a whole team effort. And I don't think that's what the coaching staff was thinking either. But still, the, the puck after that goal from John Klingberg spent the majority of the rest of the game in the Stars defensive zone. Players get more tired on defense. They have to change more often. Again, even if they're not able to change because they're icing the puck too much, they can't change. They stay tired. That's what gives Nashville those opportunities to score. So really don't like what I saw down the stretch from the Stars team. Would love to see the Stars actually bury a team in a situation like this. I feel like we just don't see that very often unless it comes down to the end. The other team pulls their goalie. We get an empty net goal. I would love to see the Stars actually be in a game that's either tied or at zero or a one goal game going into the third, but then they actually build on the lead, play a little bit aggressive and actually 
break down this team and bury them and beat them. I just feel like we haven't seen that this season. And if we have, it's been quite some time that I can't even really recall it. Really frustrating loss for this Stars team. Would have loved to at least have finished out this three-game road trip with at least a point. But this is just one of those games. It's a rivalry game. Nashville, I know that that, that building was electric by the end. Just one that the Stars are going to have to look to move past uh, and get ready for the next one. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with Built Bars. They're better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from 200 to 300 calories. Compare that to a Built Bar that only contains 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and a new flavor for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think of a flavor that might be good, they'll make it and it will be delicious and good for you because at Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Jumping back into today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. Your host, Dane Lewis here at Dane, double underscore Lewis on Twitter and at Locked on Stars on Twitter, our, our show's page. Getting close to 700 followers, be sure to give us a follow there and give me a follow at my personal account at Dane, double underscore Lewis if you do not do so already. Continuing to expound upon this game that we saw last night between the Stars and the Preds, despite the loss and the the oddities and inconsistency on offense, especially at the end, the Stars' defense and goaltending, uh, as per usual over the stretch of the past several games with the Stars, has been very good, and it was, again, very good last night in Nashville. Dallas blocked 16 shots on top of Jake Ottinger's already existing 29 saves. Another great performance for number 29. You can't pin any part of this loss on him at all. He really played fantastic early on in the game. There was a lot of opportunities that Nashville had. Dallas actually made quite a few mistakes early on in the game. Defensively, they did get some things cleaned up a little bit in the middle frame and a little bit at the end as well. But really was, was fairly careless with the puck around the net. Early on in the game, Jake Ottinger made some fantastic saves. And then the Dallas defense really got down and dirty and blocked a lot of shots that could have either added to Jake Ottinger's save total or could have added to Nashville's goal total. Uh, that's just one of those stats that we always see and hear about, but always kind of an underrated stat because at the end of the day, not very many guys are excited about actually blocking that puck with their bodies at the speed that that thing moves with and the weight. It just can't imagine that that feels very good. I personally have not been hit by a puck being shot at the net by an NHL caliber player. But I, I can just imagine I've been hit things. I've been hit by things uh, that have moved at a fast pace. And so I can imagine to have to do that 16 times is no easy feat. And all this defensively, the stars have been without Miro Haskinen on this entire road trip. We haven't seen him, I believe, uh, since before that game in Winnipeg on Friday. I think maybe the last time we saw him was Wednesday against the Los Angeles Kings. So a week ago today, 
We haven't seen Miro Haskin in quite some time, yet the defense, at least the defensemen, seem to be doing a pretty solid job in his absence, which I think will bode well for once he returns to the lineup because he's far and away our best defensive player on the roster. Uh, it'll change up some of the you know the line formations and guys' minutes and things like that. But ultimately, I've liked what I've seen from a lot of the guys on the ice. Esselindell actually had a really nice game last night. He did tally an assist on that John Klingberg goal, but also had some really nice defensive plays, things that probably won't show up in the stat sheet, but was smothering players defensively at the blue line and sometimes making it difficult to either enter the zone or stay in the zone for Nashville consistently. Ryan Suter has been you know, living up to the call as of late. Finally went uh, through a game without recording any points, but still overall the past several games, I've liked what I've seen from Ryan Suter. John Klingberg has finally started to pick things up in the point department a little bit, which is either good for the Stars for the long term this season because it means we'll have a contributing John Klingberg down the stretch of the season and in the postseason, or it could potentially add to his trade value and the Stars might could get a nice package before the trade deadline if they still are looking to potentially trade John Klingberg before the March 21st trade deadline. But all that to say, with the way those guys have been playing, Thomas Harley's had some nice minutes at the NHL level. Joel Hanley still a consistent piece on this defense. It will be a sight for sore eyes to have Miro Haskinen back on the ice. On Saturday, he did miss last night, but Coach Bonus was very confident that he will be back on Saturday to play against the New York Rangers. This non-COVID sickness, hopefully it's all out of the system by the time the Stars take the ice, and he's able to go because he was the hero against the New York Rangers the last time these teams met up. And, of course, his skating and his stickability is really unmatched by just about everyone else on this Stars roster, and so he's such a key piece. Does so many other things that similar to some of the other defensemen uh, won't be recognized on the stat sheet. Yanni Hockenpah, a guy that I forgot to mention in my brief analysis of Stars defensemen, who I know on the broadcast last night they were saying has picked up a lot of minutes in the absence of Miro Haskinen, playing near 22 minutes a night, I think over the stretch of the past three or four games. Really good stuff from the still relatively young new NHL defenseman who we got from the Carolina Hurricanes in the offseason. Really like the way he's developing. Still would like to see a little bit more numbers-wise from him, but still does a great job defensively using his body and his checking ability to be a force for this Stars team. And low-scoring scoring, low scoring games like we saw last night against the National Predators is probably what we should be expecting from this Dallas Stars team more often than not, pretty much for the rest of the season. Uh, just the way that the Stars team is kind of structured right now. And with a lot of these games coming up, we're playing some other teams that we're either going to have to hold defensively or are also defensive-minded teams in their own right. And so as, I guess, fun as some of these close games can be sometimes, like the games we've seen against Winnipeg, the games that we've seen against Nashville this season, some even some of the other divisional games, whether it's Colorado or Minnesota, we've had some close matchups with them as well. Uh, they can also just take a toll mentally on people that watch them, and I'm sure on the teams as well. But I can only imagine, similar to last season, we're just going to see a lot of close matchups, a lot of overtime matchups, maybe a few more shootouts. Uh, and we're really going to need to see the Stars' defense be a consistent part of that, a unit that can rise to the occasion and match these other teams' intensities when it comes to these teams that are, you know, the goalies are playing really sound, and it's just going to be, which team is going to be the first one to crack? Which one's going to be the first one to give way? The Stars need to be able to stand firm 
like they have been for most of this season because that's eventually what's going to propel the offense. If the Stars can get at least one or two or three goals a game offensively, they can ride the defense for the most part through the final stretch of the regular season and into the postseason. And Jake Ottinger is going to be a big part of that. Brayden Holtby is going to be a big part of that. Both those guys seem to be in a pretty good space right now, both physically and mentally on and off the ice, which is really where you want to be heading into this portion of the season. There's a lot of teams that they're having a crisis between the pipes where they're, they've really only had one go-to goalie this season, and he's finally starting to deteriorate a little bit, starting to wear down a little bit, and they're left without answers. We've seen that with the Minnesota Wild as of late, and that's a big reason for their struggles. They can't really find consistent goaltending, but the Stars have two guys that are both in a really good spot. Brayden Holtzby a little bit older, a little bit more withered, but has been able to take a lot of games off because Jake Ottinger, who's young and fresh, has been able to play with so much consistency for so long. And so that's going to prove to be so valuable. And it also helps out the goalies a ton when you have defensemen that are willing to check hard, block shots with their bodies, really just all you could ask for as an NHL goalie. And if the Stars are going to have any semblance of playoff success, it will be because of their defense and their goaltenders. So really good stuff from Jake Ottinger and the defense last night. Hopefully they're able to rest up a little bit, but also practice hard, watch film hard, and study up on this New York Rangers team because these teams are pretty similar when you look at them heading into this matchup. And closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day, taking a look at the Western Conference standings as they present themselves to us as of now and I guess the nice thing, if you can even say that about last night's game, is that the Stars are still in a relatively good spot. They've played well over the last stretch of several games, including this road trip and even before, and that's put them in a position now where a loss like this, yes, it hurts. Yes, it's a little bit of a gut punch because it's to a division rival, but we're not in a bad spot. It doesn't put the Stars in any form of distress as of right now because they currently still hold with firm firm hands firm hands the second wild card spot out in the western conference 67 points however they don't play again until saturday and some of these other teams that are in this same ballpark will have at least a couple games between now and then or you know one game the rest of this week and then they'll play on saturday as well the edmonton oilers the next team in line to potentially take the wild card spot from the dallas stars 64 points three points behind dallas they play tonight against Washington, and then they will play Saturday in Tampa. So two pretty challenging games. I believe both those games are on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or maybe, I think I'm getting that mixed up. I think they are at home. And Anaheim, who has 63 points, who's four points behind the Stars, they are currently in the middle of a four-game road trip, I believe. They actually played game one last night where they got hornswoggled by the Chicago Blackhawks by a score of 8-3. to three. Uh, But they will play at Nashville on Thursday in New Jersey on Saturday and then on Sunday in New York against the Islanders so a pretty lengthy road trip still ahead of them not off to a good start giving up eight goals to the Chicago Blackhawks on the road at least they aren't the Detroit Red Wings who gave up nine goals to the Arizona Coyotes and only scoring two on their own that is a tough night uh, so at least the Dallas Stars us the team we are not them uh, the things could be a lot lot worse 
Nashville. Uh, they do have a couple games. Uh, I think only one game for the rest of this week, that game on Thursday against Anaheim. And then I believe they play on Saturday as well. I think they play the St. Louis Blues. If my memory is serving me correct, I did not write that one down here on my rundown. But nonetheless, uh, not too much can change. I mean, there can be some teams that get a little bit closer before Saturday or maybe move into that second wildcard spot over the weekend, depending on how their games go and depending on how the Dallas Stars take care of business on Saturday when the Rangers come to town. But again, it's nice that they've actually had some really good games, a really good stretch over the past several weeks because they're in a situation like this where they can afford to have a loss like the one they took last night against Nashville and to still be in a playoff spot. And uh, the silver lining, Minnesota actually did end up beating the New York Rangers last night as well. So they would have held on to that third, third Western Conference Central Division spot. Regardless of whatever happened, Nashville doesn't take it over. The Dallas Stars wouldn't have taken it over. They still would have been in the first wild card spot. So all in all, not too detrimental of a night for the Stars. Would have loved to see them at least come away with a point. I think they should have come away with two points, but nonetheless still in a good spot, all due to the fact that they've played relatively well over the past several weeks. And hopefully this is just a small bump in the road and what will continue to be a great month of March for the Dallas Stars. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on NHL Fantasy Podcast. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone will get you set every single day for what lineup you need to put out on the ice in order to win your fantasy league. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. Stars fans, be sure to stay with us here all week at Locked on Stars as we will get you ready for the matchup this weekend with the New York Rangers, as well as filling you in on, in, on every other Dallas Stars storyline, as well as storylines from around the NHL as trade deadline time is getting closer and closer. And as that gets closer, the stories and the rumors start heating up. And we'll be talking about all of it here at Locked on Stars. We'll see you tomorrow, Stars fans. Have a wonderful Wednesday.